0: He's the one guy that can match the Michigan three-point shooters. Luke Hancock, and he's done it to the tune of trying to get his team on the lead. And up ahead to Siva. Oh! And the by Harrell, and just
1: like that, in the blink of an eye, Louisville comes from 12 down to take the lead. Hello, and welcome to another episode of What High School Did You Go To? I'm Gabe DeVirge.
0: And I'm Chris Atfield. I think both me and Gabe are annoyed today. It's uh, it's it's been an annoying
1: day on Twitter.com. Uh, me for some, I me for some non-stick to sports reasons. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's that too. <laughs> there's that. I didn't even. Yeah, but uh, and then just in general, uh, yeah. We we just watched Duke pull off the uh, quick ups the not quick upset the the survival the surviving advance uh, against UCF and Chris I know you you are quite annoyed at the Twitter lottie and uh, how
0: things have been going there <laughs> I, I, it's it's like part like it's writers and then it's mostly just been Kentucky fans that I've seen complain <laughs> so much about the officiating down the stretch and to me, it doesn't really make much logic for me because, you know, if Kentucky has this team that they think they do, then go beat Duke. Don't be worried about them winning.
1: Don't be worried about Duke. Especially when, like, you can only beat them in the
0: championship. Like, come on. Like, get out of here. And that's the only reason they're making it the way it is. My, like, whole thing is I am in this weird spot with Duke where given how this tournament's win at this point, it's been pretty boring. I think we were kind of talking about that before the show. But, like, I want Zion to Minneapolis like co- I feel like college basketball needs that
1: um, at this that- point I think if we're not going to get like crazy upsets uh, and in and, and team just coming out of nowhere to, to win like we did we did not get in the first two days pretty much um, outside just a few instances yeah no D- Zion is the number one story in college basketball you know of course like Duke I, I hate rooting for Duke I, I hate it that Duke is so successful but I just want to see as much of Zion as I physically can. Yeah, I, just, like, I mean,
0: I got, I got Eric Crawford going out here with tweets on pun tweets, just pandering <laughs> to Kentucky fans, so they fill up his mentions. I'm just like, dude, come <laughs> on, like, let's not even mention any of the other calls at the beginning of the day, game that didn't go Duke's way. I mean, that, well, I mean, that, let's, you know, that, that foul on on Taco against Zion went pretty viral. That wasn't a foul. That that photo, I don't know if you saw that or not. Where I, yeah, I think Taco had two two hands on him let's not even mention that let's not even mention the fact that UCF had the ball in their hands to win the game to they win the game buddies, and none of that would have mattered but we're still finding a way to complain about it, officiating I just it, it just gets old, man hey it, it,
1: I it, mean like Eric Crawford is trying to pander to Kentucky fans because you know needs to get you know WDRB needs to get back on DirecTV, so yeah. you know he's got to do what he's got to do in that front. But no, and and this you know goes back to kind of the game yesterday against Wofford. Uh, Kentucky fans were complaining so much about refereeing. I think we just we're at the point where we know refereeing in college basketball is bad. Okay, like we right. can universally agree on this. We can also universally agree that nine times out of ten, probably you know a greater fraction than that. It all evens out in the end.
0: Yeah, I mean, the best team doesn't always win, but generally the better team on that night wins. Yes. And Kentucky
1: I'm, literally had the same thing happened. They had they had you know, there were several calls that went against them, uh, you know, in the second half, kinda halfway through the second half of that game, there's a period of time a couple calls went against them that were real questionable. Um, uh, Wofford was getting a lot of charges. It was, you know, it was just kind of stuff, you know, uh, stuff that you would really complain about if you're a Louisville fan was happening to you. And then in the, you know, the most critical juncture, uh, what the, the the center for Wofford gets pushed in the back, and it's clear as day, right. and there's a no call, and prevents him from getting the rebound that would give him an opportunity to win the game. And Kentucky fans are dead silent. And it just, here's my thing, guys. It's like it's it all just, evens yeah, out. It
0: all evens out. Yeah, it's just fan stuff. I even get annoyed with some Louisville. Fans this year that we're doing the same stuff about Every game is some t- type of like referendum on how the NCAA hates Louisville basketball, oh, and the officiating shows it, and the seating's gonna show it, and the matchups gonna show it. I'm just like enough. The world's no, not t- against you or your team.
1: It's, it's bring it Yeah, no, absolutely. And to bring it back to Twitter, it's absolutely it's it's the Twitterfication. It's people you know create the communities and they develop themselves to to kind of feel as victims, uh, and this is getting real <laughs> real psychology. <laughs> <laughs> and but no, it's true. It's every every fan base thinks that every writer hates them, thinks that the NCAA hates them, Thinks that the refs hate them. It's it's always like that. It's, it's I, like that for everyone. I think literally and it's so like I joked with some people. It's like I hate Kentucky fans complaining about refereeing because it's like a billionaire complaining about a, a parking ticket. It's just total BS. Like you have everything. I'm sorry that a few calls here didn't go your way, even though like. Kentucky fans have no no place to complain about the game yesterday when the most prolific three point shooter in college basketball history goes 0 for eleven from three point point.ing
0: Yeah, exactly. And if you believe, it's like it's- I mean, if you believe in the conspiracy theories, I can assure you that the NCAA doesn't want Wofford there over. <laughs> like I, I promise you, that's not the case, guys. Uh, the they, CBS
1: it, definitely does not
0: want that. Like they we want the BTN assure- in, in Kansas City. I mean that's it's it's pretty easy. I haven't even dug into the the Mueller Twitter area. Oh, no, it's, I it's stayed not away working. with that. You just you just got five, You got a quick take on anything about that?
1: Uh, I'll refer to my tweet, and it was uh, I'll quote it. You don't need a fucking report to tell you to vote in 2020, fam. So <laughs> that's all I got to say about that one. Uh, that's, but that's, no, that's, I mean like even so. <laughs> no, but like even to refer to uh, a noted Twitter truther, Matt Jones. Um, He, you know, he tweeted this out. A couple people retweeted us all my TL, and he's absolutely right that uh, luck and randomness play a significant role in the NCAA tournament, and that's just a reality. And yeah, there's some teams that tend to be luckier than others, but I mean, Coach K even said it. You know, he's been on the wrong end of some luck in the NCAA tournament. That's happened to Duke before. They've had some first round exits that have been, you know, Mercer. uh, They kind of got smacked that in that one, but you know, there's. There's been times where where they've been on the wrong end of something and it just all evens out. It just it all evens out. And if you you can for every time that you're remembering some time when you got hosed, uh, there's three times where you didn't get hosed and you got where you were on the receiving end of something that benefited you that you probably don't remember you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, and, and to me, it's just like, I, I can't really get behind anyone that doesn't want to see Zion. You know, like it goes back to that for me too. Like that doesn't want to see more of Zion. Like I get it with Kentucky fans. Yeah. They don't, they don't want to see Duke, but as a basketball fan, like we, we had the opportunity to get Duke North Carolina title game, maybe a Duke Virginia title game, not nearly as sexy, maybe a Duke Kentucky title game. I mean, yeah, that, would be fun. Uh, that all of these would be, would be great. I, I, wouldn't want to see the Kentucky game, obviously, but I mean, if we get those as a basketball fan, I, I can't imagine not, you know, rooting for something like that.
1: No, I and and it's the same thing with the whole. I think we I've reached the same kind of phase with the coverage of Zion, and I tweeted a little bit about this on Friday. I think it's like I saw people, I saw like Rick Bozich tweet like, "Oh, thanks for letting me know the Zion cam exists." Like I roll, you know. Yeah, and dude, like, haven't we just reached the point where Zion's worth
0: it? You know, why would, these, just... why would these guys that cover the sport not want something that gives more attention to the sport they cover? Like, exactly. That's good for everyone. That's good for them because they're getting more clicks. I mean, that never made sense to me. I'm damn sure that Bozek wasn't saying that Anthony Davis was getting too much attention because he covered him and that was good for his business.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And it just it it doesn't make any sense. I listen. I like I said, I don't I'm not, you know, I'm by no means a person that enjoys having fun. You know, I'm not I'm not the type of person that enjoys Duke basketball succeeding on the nth degree they're still duke they still stink i still you know you still have the things that hate admittedly their players this year uh are much less hateable but come on like it's just enjoy the enjoy this enjoy the best you know like literally one of the three best you know i would say durant dave i don't care your ranking but like durant davis and zion the three best college basketball prospects of the 21st century like yeah. i'm just they are you can't you can't tell me otherwise at this point point. and we have one of the greatest you know prospects ever
0: and we're just like annoyed at it yeah, that, that's, I don't, get, I, it. I I don't guess, get it. I guess that's a part, and, and we can get on here a in just a second, but I guess that's the part for me, is like... I I've seen the whole like realm of like the how the NBA fans you know will will hate on college basketball teams and college basketball players and stuff like that and say that the game's played at such a low level. So when you get <laughs> someone that kind of makes the game heightened and 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 makes it more exciting, I can't imagine being annoyed with that player. I can't because yeah. largely speaking, the last like two years of college basketball, you've had two vanilla kind of vanilla seasons in my mind. I mean, you've had when when the the title. Game was great, um, with the with the buzzer beat or whatever. But you haven't yeah, really had like any three years ago, right? Yes, yeah, y- yeah. you haven't had any really like generational players, and we needed someone like Zion. And I really hate that his last like you know month of him being in college is just going to be largely people shitting on him for getting too much attention. It, it just <laughs> it, it drives me insane.
1: Which honestly, I don't know. Twitter isn't real life. I think you know at some point, you know, I I don't think that's the case. I think. I think there's still the the general casual public that watches um, this tournament will kind of look at Zion in a positive way, my hope, because I just think there's been nothing like him in college basketball in a long, long time. So... Got it. You got to enjoy that. But you're right, Chris. We could we could talk about this for a long, long time. Let's definitely talk about Louisville, our our good old Louisville Cardinals, who talk about luck. Uh, went up against a Minnesota a Minnesota team that averages five three pointers a game, uh, and they exploded against the Cardinals. What for twelve? They hit
0: 3 pointers. Uh, I the think game? they hit. They may have hit eleven. It was eleven or twelve. It was eleven or twelve. Okay. Right. Don't yeah, remember. Yeah, I mean they they five a game. Jordan Murphy, who's hit six all year, hit two. So I mean that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, it was a good time. So Louisville crashes out, uh, loses 86 to 76. And it wasn't that close, to be honest with you. Uh, I don't think that those threes were the, you know, the be all end all for the game. I mean, definitely was a big, big reason why Louisville lost. I think the defense of Louisville was just in general pretty, pretty bad. And offensively, uh, I think um, they couldn't get they couldn't get Jordan War going. And, you know, he actually was. I don't I don't think he, he shot poorly at all. Um if I recall, you know, pulling up the stats, he didn't he didn't even shoot that bad. He was you know 2-6 from from 2 and then 2 of 4 from 3. He just couldn't get the shots. He couldn't get open. They couldn't yeah. hit him. And uh the rest of the team just didn't really show up. Um I mean Chris Cunningham played pretty well. Dwayne Sutton oh from 6 from from 3. Uh Chris what were your general thoughts on, on on the game and and when did you when did you know it was over? When did you know we were losing? Cuz I feel like
0: I, I, I feel like you
1: like. Very
0: I, I, I knew very early in the second half. I think when Jordan yeah, I think hit that hit that three, is like it's it, it's over. I mean, you look at the numbers. Minnesota got outscored twenty nine to zero in bench points. Um, they they were the first team since Norfolk State um, when they beat Missouri. I think that was two thousand and fifteen. I believe Norfolk State, the Colin yeah. Quinn season. <laughs> yeah, everyone remembers that. So they were the first team to win an NCAA tournament game with zero bench points. Um, then they averaged 12 turnovers a game and they only had five. Uh, they went 26 minutes without one. So there was a lot of like weird things that happened in that game um, that kind of made a lot of our analysis on here irrelevant. Um, because yeah. a, lot of, a lot of things that happened we didn't really envision. But the thing that I kept just coming back to throughout that game is, man, Louisville really needs a pressure on ball defender. And I'm not really sure why it took me this long to kind of figure that out because it, it, it just felt like for the better part of that game, the defense was so lax. Yeah. It felt like Minnesota was going to get their shots and their opportunities and they were going to get decent looks and they just had to hit them. And that was the biggest disappointment for me is, uh, there's a few things. I mean, Lowell never really put any game pressure on Minnesota and that sucks, especially in an NCAA tournament game. But it just, it felt like, it felt like Lowell had no fight. And, and I don't think this is the case. I mean, the, these guys, you have some Warriors on this team. I think Christian Cunningham's a guy who's a great fighter. Fighter. Dwayne Sutton is a guy who's a fighter but it just felt like Lowell went down easily and, yes. and that that bothered me the most
1: I completely agree and and we've we've said toughness a lot we've talked about that word uh chris max talked about that word but you're absolutely right and and there wasn't there wasn't a level of toughness louisville kind of got popped in the mouth and never really truly responded um i mean they they you know they made it a little bit closer um in the second segment but not really you know And, and um man it just it was it was such a disappointment given you know and it's so weird, Chris, because it's like if Louisville wins that game and then has a similar performance against Miss Michigan State, it's all fine, right? Right. Like we're all fine. We're not upset. We're like we expected this. This is kind of the you know when we saw the the bracket, this is kind of what we thought was going to happen, but it just felt really bad. You know, Patino made it worse. I can't I can't discount that. You know seeing Patino out there and seeing people make it such a big deal about Patino when that clearly like wasn't a thing for Richard?
0: were, I don't you, know. sh- were you I mean, were you as shocked at as I that we didn't really get a rip Patino gloating tweet, though? I thought we'd get something. I, I we got the congratulations to to Minnesota. At, like, day, And that was more based upon like the Michigan State game. But I, I thought for sure within the next couple of hours, we'd, we'd just see something come across Twitter. That no, would be, yeah, I don't know.
1: I, I wasn't I wasn't surprised because I think it was his son. And I think he kind of I don't know. I think he's kind of in a place where he, he wanted to let his son get some shine. It was his first, if I recall, his first NCAA win. Yeah, I believe So you're I right. think he kind of let him live in the sunlight a little bit. I'm sure if we ever get to some place down the road where Rick's talking that he he'll he'll let it he'll let it fly that he he enjoyed seeing Louisville lose. I, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. Um just just the way that Rick Pitino is, I just I'm sure he did. Um
0: I mean there was a the money quote from Richard Bettino after the game I did see that was something along the lines of like I think I settled the family score or something like
1: that. Oh no no, you know that was fake, right? You know Forty oh. made that up. You know, forty made that up. That's what I was referring to.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa! Let's dig into that for a second because I I had no idea. It was a fake account, or forty wasn't a fake
1: account. I think he said like I think he said like probably Patino. I don't think I don't think he meant it to be seen as more than like a joke, huh? But people took it. People. The way it was worded made it seem like it was a quote, but it wasn't a
0: quote. Let me see if I can find a tweet. I'm just going to search Pat Forty, Richard Pitino, and see if – the Yeah. No, it's
1: it's it was pretty funny because I think everyone on Twitter got like super freaked out about it and.
0: Oh yeah, I see it. Now, I guess I guess it makes sense. Today I settled on my family business. Richard Bettino in the role of a guy I don't know that name, Michael Corlino, I guess I Corleone. Yeah, oh, come on, man. From uh, from Godfather. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. Okay, we had, we did. Yeah. So yeah, I guess. Uh, I guess it was fake. I mean, I, it it does kind of. He was re- just like, he was just
1: making a joke. I don't think it was like meant to be, and then people like freaking ran with it. Yeah, that's see, like they did the exact same thing you did. Like I don't Rick Petit, Richard said no such thing. <laughs> it was <laughs> that,
0: That's disappointing. Oh yeah, then I remember your tweet about it like after when you had uh, your boy Jake Lorm um with the, with the with the tweet after which is pretty funny. Yeah, Jake
1: I, Lorm 100% like ripped off the the 40 tweet. And he like even kind of said like Richard Bettina probably and like the timing works out 100%. It's it's pretty great. <laughs>
0: It's pretty great. But, I mean, just to get us back on course, the, the, <laughs> overall disappointing I mean overall the, that's kind of where we're at is I don't know if we, we label this as a disappointing like season I was talking with you before the show started it's it's kind of weird because if the season goes a little reverse I wonder how differently people feel like you trade the Michigan State game for maybe a Duke win and you trade the win at North Carolina for maybe a win at Virginia and maybe a one more ACC tournament win and then you still get the first round loss but I wonder if people have a different taste in their mouth because the the thing that like about this year is that it felt like teams adjusted to Louisville, and there was no second move for Chris Mack. It yeah. was this is who we are. If you figure us out, then we're screwed. I I think so. I think, yeah, the debate's going to be is, is that how much is that coaching? How much is that personnel? And I think that's, that's where the discussion is because we talk about war. I think a lot of teams figured out that they could kind of bump him and get him off some of his spots and make him put it on the floor. Um, and that, that he was less effective when he was able to do that. I think teams found way to, to exploit the hedging of Louisville, particularly when Stephen Enoch was on the floor, they realized he was not quick enough to get back to the basket. Um, um, and those are two things that really stuck out that I, I think we saw at the end of end of the month pretty frequently. So I think that's, that's the biggest thing. No, absolutely. And,
1: and I mean, Louisville was very much a team that if they weren't hitting their shots, like what, what was a big game that Louisville won that they weren't like
0: hitting well from three? Cause I don't think there is one. I mean, Michigan state maybe, but you still had the Ryan rhyme Yeah, still the Ryan McMahon,
1: yeah, go, the, Ryan McMahon the 24 yeah. points. Yeah. So, I just think it's it's clearly they they were the team. So, I mean, we're we're all we were all super excited for this team in January. Right. So and just like looking back at it and and something that I've kind of I think a lot of us just kind of chose to ignore is that they just didn't play great teams in January. Yeah. (laughs) The teams, North Carolina was the only great team they beat. You know, and and that obviously was a weird situation. And Virginia Tech was a good win. Uh, let's like let's Virginia. You know, they're struggling a little bit right now. Actually, don't we had the game is on. I don't know the score this minute. At Virginia Tech against Liberty. Um, I mean, they're a good team. They are number four. C. that was a good win on the road. hundred percent Great win. But even that game, what, they were they were pretty on fire, I believe, from three. Yeah,
0: they they hit a ridiculous amount there. I think it was eleven or twelve. Yeah, they so. hit
1: eleven they were shooting forty two percent from three that game. So again, all of these games that they won that were good teams they were pretty unconscious for, or just just very very effective from the three point line, I mean, and and, and that was their dimension. And if they weren't hitting threes, they couldn't do anything. You
0: know? And that's my question, man. Because like, what point did you feel like that Chris Mack made any like in season adjustments? I mean, we had like the one three one um, that, that which went spr- poorly. Yeah, for for, for, <laughs> for the, but most of the season, it got sprinkled out throughout the season. Like, not just the Minnesota game, but it didn't start at the beginning of the season. Obviously, the game plan. Against Duke was stellar. Right. Um, the, I mean, that that's the one thing that sticks out. But I, it's just like I don't. It, it's so tough to to you know kind of leave Mac out of out of blame here because for the for most part, you feel like Louisville kind of regressed. I mean, throughout the season, I thought Stephen Enoch had a lot of flashes. Uh, the Minnesota game, even, he's shown stretches of dominance that he didn't have at the beginning of the season. Um, right. Wara became a better defender as the season went on. But there's just there wasn't any dramatic leap. I mean, Darius Perry, I guess, coming on at the end, end of the season, finally having the light bulb come on him, in some respect, was a thing that happened, and, and that's probably And B.J. But, King, to a degree, I think. Yeah. V.J. Green, V.J. King, to a lesser degree, I think, but agree, agreed. agreed. I, that's that's where we are. It's like it's it's tough for me to just absolve of Chris Mack of blame when, in the biggest game of the season, you put your worst, clearly your worst offensive output, and probably one of your worst defensive outputs of the season.
1: No, I think you know, I I, I think that's fair, I, but it's. No, you're absolutely right. I I, I don't know. I, I, it's it's a chicken and egg situation because you also have to admit that Mac made a lot out of a little. In, in yeah. getting to the tournament and you can compare and I did this and to uh, to some people to varying degrees of success and compare the offensive efficiency of Louisville this season to the official offensive efficiency of Louisville last season. I mean, they went, you know, just to give it to you real quick, they went from 57th in offense and Ken Palm to 26th okay. after losing 80 percent of their scoring of the previous season. That's remarkable. That's absolutely remarkable. I,
0: I mean, the, the, the jump, the, the defensive jump that we got from that Pittsburgh loss to the defense that we saw for the the like the, the remainder of that month was pretty freaking impressive. I will say that. I, yeah. I guess I forgot that. But
1: yeah, no. And, and, but you're you're right, Chris. Like, why? Why was it? Feel, why did it feel like we had no game plan going into Syracuse when we know exactly what Syracuse is going to do? Why did why did we let uh why did we like not beat Boston College at Boston College like you you got to do that
0: you know That probably cost you a seed line and maybe you're not playing Minnesota in the
1: first Oh 100% 100% cost you a seed line you know why couldn't you close one of those games I mean like the Duke game I think that was just bananas that's and, and the one
0: that sticks out but even i'm in mean, the florida state game the virginia gate virginia game you never really felt like you were going to win that game but global Vir- did have a 10 point halftime lead at home against virginia and that's another one and that's that's the thing that is obviously going to be the easy narrative but it is going to be the story and it's going to follow chris mack into next year can this global team close it'll have more talent and that's that's the big discussion.
1: Yeah. No, I, I completely agree, and it's something we'll talk at ad nauseum about. And how much, how much I think he can definitely take. He definitely gets more responsibility once his guys are in. He's got his class. He recruited uh, to the best degree he's ever recruited, ever. <laughs> Um, against uh, you know it, with with this six person class coming in and so now he's got his guys coming in so he's got to take more of the responsibility I think for what happened um, just because he didn't get to choose the talent in front of him obviously I think they, uh, they have one really really important recruiting job coming up with getting a grad transfer point guard that I think is an absolute necessity for next season to be a success and
0: yeah uh, I, saw, I mean I, I saw the I saw the Mark Innes tweet that was listing I guess one of the really hot commodities from Little Rock and, and how Louisville hasn't really reached out to him and that's shocking to me because I, I I don't really understand the logic if the logic is that you're going to have either Darius Perry or David Johnson be kind of the full-time point guard to at least start the season maybe one of them breaks their breaks their way into it by the season's end but if that's the logic that, that we're going to approach this Season with I can't really understand it, and I
1: hope. Uh, it's not. I, I don't know. We're still. I, I I saw that too, and we're still 48 hours from yeah from the season ending, and I don't think the grad transfer process can even start until after the national championship game. If I'm if I'm correct.
0: No, you're correct, and I I don't know if it's that's exactly you know fair to make a referendum on on how. Yeah.
1: No. No. I I but I get it. I listen. I get it. I just I I wasn't I didn't read too too much into that. I guess is kind of yeah. kind of what I'm saying. Um. No you're right it's 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 going to be really interesting and I wonder also in that situation is uh, what if Chris Mack is trying to figure out who uh, who is available like yeah this kid from Little Rock is there but um, yeah. you don't you don't know what kind of great talent that's going to get muscled out by an incoming class might be, you know. And those are the types of, you know, is there a guy who's playing in the tournament right now who's a great, going to be a grad transfer that might be able to to make the leap to Louisville? Those types of things. I I, I think him waiting that out, I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to that. It's it's going to be interesting. It's, I mean, the,
0: uh, the, I didn't mean to step on you. The, the no, most most exciting thing that I, I, I want to see with this team and we're going to get in some respects with David Johnson is to see Chris. Mac have a defensive system that his guards have length in because completely I think agree. that I think that bothered this team a lot this a year. Agree. I think it even bothered them against Minnesota. Um, so that uh, that'll be fun to see.
1: Yeah, and and I, I've had some discussions about that in relation specifically to Minnesota. It did seem like a lot of those threes were just they had taller guys who were just jumping and shooting. You know, taking higher jumpers uh, over a, you know shorter front line of, of Christian Cunningham and Quan Four. And you you even mentioned it at the beginning you know, at the beginning of this conversation that Louisville really lacked on ball defender, um, like a tenacious on ball defender. And I think that's what Quan Fore was supposed to be, but his height really prevented him from doing that. Yeah.
0: That I mean, situation. I just wanted to see someone that disrupt the Minnesota offense more because like I, I look at this game and that's like my kind of argument with internal argument is how much blame Matt gets. Cause I'm not sure that Louisville could have done a whole lot differently, but I would have liked to see a little bit more pressure um, just throughout the game to kind of disrupt some of those sets. And I guess that the length and, and, and that plays into that.
1: No, you're absolutely right. And, and I think the other thing that, that I, you know, personally, I, I am concerned, I don't see on the roster right now and, and hopefully we can see at, um, out of a, a potential grand transfer is, is just a, in general, a more tenacious person and a tenacious leader. I, I've talked about it a few times and we've had a few conversations in the pod. Uh, I just, there wasn't a guy who is in a, in a tournament game. You're down big. Who's the guy who's yelling in the huddle? Who's getting yeah. people going? I I didn't see that. I didn't see that, Chris. I mean, and, I, and and that's good something all good Louisville teams have had.
0: Yeah, I, I think that point that you brought up a few podcast guys about like where the where the Mantras hero guy is, or or you know where's that guy for this team? And I think that's that's something that shouldn't be missed.
1: And my concern is that that if that person isn't on the roster now, I don't, I don't know if one of these freshmen can come in and be that guy. I don't yeah. think they're going to be able to earn that that quickly. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Um, so yeah. It, you, any other, any other thoughts about Louisville in this season?
0: Yeah, well, we can talk. I mean, I think we kind of covered it. I mean, that's, that's basically is what it is, is you're, you're disappointed Yeah. because of the way it is. I mean, was it a successful season? I guess if I was going to grade Chris Mack in the season, I would probably be between a B- and a C plus somewhere in that area. Because, you know, the expectations for a lot of people weren't to make the tournament. I always thought this team was capable of the tournament. I've remained pretty strong on that throughout the season. that I thought the talent was on this roster to do that. So I started at a different point than a lot of other people. Yeah, Um but overall, was it a successful season. Sure, twenty wins. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> no, it's no, not exactly a ringing endorsement, but I, it, it's su- not a ringing endorsement. It, it but it was successful. I
1: think, but I think if that's the lowest level of success, then that's like a good foundational starting place. Yep. I think my biggest bummer about losing to Minnesota is that we didn't get an, uh, an another experience of playing another game. I, I, I kind of wanted my hope for this season was kind of that this would be not, you know, maybe it still can be, obviously, to kind of that 2011 season uh, that, that kind of jumpstart the next era uh, of Louisville basketball. You know, maybe they win a few games and then in 2012 they make a Final Four run and or, or – I'm sorry, in 2020 they make a Final Four run and in 2021 they're a national championship contender. So – I, I think I my hope is that this is a springboard for that. I think it still can be, but I'm a little concerned just the way that they lost. It didn't feel quite as it was as inspiring. I don't know. Neither was the the, the, the Moorhead State loss. I guess, but just I, that's my that's my hope for what this is. So we'll see. We'll what's see. What's
0: been your What's been your favorite moment of of the tournament to date?
1: Oh goodness, my favorite moment of the tournament to date.
0: Uh, of like of this year's tournament, obviously. I just
1: no, yeah. I think, <sighs> man, that's a, that's a tough one. I, I don't no, know. If I, been I, one. I,
0: I, yeah, I guess that's my point. Is to ask because it's just been kind of a boring <laughs> tournament. Like,
1: did, I mean, I think what I think that 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 ending sequence that we just saw at the end of the Duke game is the tournament moment so the, far. The
0: Taco Fall experience is probably the best thing. <laughs> I mean, the Ja Morant performance against the Mar- John ja Morant was great. great.
1: I I, um, I, I I got I got some uh, some some happiness out of Oregon winning. I, I, that's that was kind of a pick I had and, and uh, enjoyed seeing Peyton Pritchard succeed over there. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll get to we'll, we'll get them. to Ohio State in a minute. We'll get yeah, there.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> the podcast when I was getting that, but yeah, man, like it, it's been pretty very blah for me. I mean, yeah. the the Twitter the first half of the Virginia Gardner Web game on Twitter was was wonderful. Um, because the the whole thing of it happening again was just was just great to see the reaction from everyone, and obviously like Virginia was down at halftime of that game, um, and, and <laughs> that 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 brief experience was fun to see. But yeah, man, there hasn't been like many quintessential moments. Um, no,
1: and I I think I saw some stat and I posted in a, in a group text I'm in mean, that there had only been three one possession games. Games So far before the day began. So now there's been four, I believe, if you, we're counting the Duke, the Duke win uh, the previous record for fewest one possession games in an opening weekend in March Madness in the first four eras, what they said, uh, It's it's seven. So we're very far off from that number. It's been a very blah weekend. It's been a very chalk weekend. I'm in a a March Madness knockout pool, and no one has been eliminated. We started with 15 people, and we still have 10. (laughs) So it's like it's been quite the odd season and quite the odd, excuse me, tournament. Uh, Just for people who love the the – you know, the buzzer beaters, the mid-majors, um, you know, we are – it seems we'll have a – we'll at least have one double-digit seed in the final – or in the Sweet 16, which is nice. But we're going – we, you know, 15 out of 16 single-digit seeds, that's pretty – it's absurdly chalk. Absurdly chalk.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know we said we were going to talk about it later, but was the greatest moment of the of the tournament just Drew Diener wearing a Minnesota shirt? <laughs> Oh, should we talk about that now? (laughs) Let's go ahead and dig into it, man, because I I think I want you to take the lead on this one and let me let me respond, because, man, when you sent me that message last night on Twitter (laughs) at... Eleven fifty six boy had heart, just
1: Your boy had just come back. We actually ran into each other last night. Right. Yeah. And uh, we had just re- we had just gotten out of uh, a few drinks, a few cocktails at Mr. Oh, yeah. Lounge.
0: <laughs> was, I had a few so bourbons good. in me and my heart just <laughs> war- filled with joy and <laughs> warmth. And, and it was just great to see. So so what was your what was your uh, experience in, in seeing that? I just immediately knew it was the ultimate Louisville media controversy.
1: <laughs> it was yeah. just like it was just like peak like I, I, listen, I get I, I we'll talk about, you know, kinda of Drew Diener in general. Not just to just to immediately kinda of say we're not, you know, we're kinda of gonna rag on Drew Diener here because this is kinda you know, he kinda deserves it a little bit in this situation. But we're having fun. But we're having fun. No disrespects to Drew Diener. I, I think, you know, um, Say what you will, but uh, about you know about this situation. But uh, he's never been, you know, Chris. You're talking if you run into him a few times, he's been very gracious to you. I've never had any issues with him. So, and, and I know um, a lot of some some people on Twitter have have opinions in general, but this is not about that. This is about the fact that the person who runs the uh, the morning show gets caught wearing the Minnesota jersey, and I just I think that's funny. I just think it's funny in it, own so. <laughs> Well,
0: think- yeah, I think it's I think it's funny because it was premeditated, right? Because he had to bring the Minnesota shirt with him. So he, he had to pack it. It wasn't like something he just picked up there. So he thought that thought about this in advance to say, hey, if Lobo gets beat, I'm going to be rocking this the next day. And and, and that's kind of what it is. And that, it like that's
1: it's like so Louisville media because like the Louisville basketball media is so incestuous and well during the Rick Pitino era right. and they knew they were so heavily connected to Patino, his family and to Richard, obviously, I'm sure that's you know, Diener doesn't have a Twitter account. So he hasn't really answered for this yet. I'm sure he'll answer for it tomorrow. Um, but that's kind of my general theory is that, you know, he's, he was buddies with Richard when Richard was here. Right. I'm sure they're not, you know, they're, you know, they, they spent time outside of basketball together, you know, gotten some beers, gotten drank some Pinot Noirs together with, with, <laughs> with Rick and Richard and, and, uh, Clinton Glasscock is in that picture. And, um,
0: I mean, sure. Those those are friendships that provide some of their benefits. Obviously, exactly, it doesn't, it doesn't help to have, you know, the, the, the sons, the son of the coach of Lowell basketball on your side when, you know, you're a morning show and to get some tidbits, it can be of nice. Course. So it, it, it makes sense why you would maintain a friendship like that. Obviously it's not, it's not for, for not, you know?
1: <laughs> no, absolutely, man. Absolutely. And I think, you know, it's, it's just funny. It's just super funny. And, uh, he, he shouldn't have he shouldn't have you know, should have been wearing a Minnesota s- sweater. He could've gone to the game.
0: You gotta just watch out for the
1: the,
0: You could wear the sweater, you just gotta watch out for the paparazzi. You gotta be smarter than that. You gotta yeah. have a ball guy, you gotta have a disguise, you gotta have something else that that keeps you away from the cameras. There's still
1: a non zero chance he shows up tomorrow morning and says he got he lost a bet.
0: Oh yeah, oh, totally. Because you, you have that you have that coupled with you know the V.J. Queen BJ King tweet about go back to Lexington or or I hope I hope Lexington takes you on the plane back or whatever. So Wait, it, is it, that is that what he said? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I does. didn't see that. That was I the did. thing that happened that during the U of L U okay game. Um, it was uh, go back oh, to Lexington. I see you're saying. Okay. Yeah, so it, it's been it's been a good good year for for Drew D. I think that
1: kind of let I think that kind of led to uh, him coming off Twitter, if I recall. But um, yeah,
0: so <laughs> uh, I mean, because like there there are some guys in the in the local media that are much bigger assholes than him. Yes. So we'll leave it at that. Um, yes, as so you it- stated. Drew has yeah. is, is been kind of a, he's been a good guy to me and both of my brief encounters with him. So nothing to say on that front negative. Um, no. there are other things that I could say negative on other people. So, yeah,
1: yeah there uh, so I don't, yeah, well, we can leave it at that. Let's yeah, there's, There's other people. I there's other Louisville personalities. uh, I would much less rather uh, be serving at a restaurant. uh, That's or or, 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 rally behind, or rally. Um, yeah. So we can we can leave that there.
0: (laughs) Can we just take a take a moment to to pat both of ourselves on the back for calling Iowa State out for the fraud that they were and just being right.
1: Yeah, let's focus on this thing that we got right as opposed to all the other things I've gotten <laughs> wrong this tournament because I've been very bad at picks this tournament. You can go you can look at my history yeah. of tweets. I've been very bad at tweets or at picks this year. Uh, but, yeah, let's focus on the one that we really, really nailed 100%. I'm 100% here for doing that for five minutes. No, but for real, like, come on. Uh, well, shout to Caleb Wesson uh, yeah. of, of Ohio State who really, you know, I, he's been suspended this season. It seems like Ohio State just kind of goes as he goes. And right. he was just tremendous for them. And then shout out to Muriel Shayok of of, uh, of of Iowa State, who just took some really bad shots late. That's crazy. It, when they still so had a like... real opportunity to, to, to still win the game, he took just a ton of wild and ill-advised shots. Yeah. And uh, you could tell kind of after the game was over that he he put a lot of it on him. And, um, yeah, it's it, it, I, I felt a little bit bad for him because he was kind of the guy from Virginia. I was like, oh, there's Muriel Shayok, that guy. And it was kind of like their seventh guy. And then he really showed up and at at Iowa State the season did a great job for them. But, yeah, man, I we we said it in the podcast For some reason, Iowa State's just really great in the Big 12 tournament, and then they always just lay an egg.
0: Yeah, man. Um, it, it seemed just like kind of the perfect scenario that you have this Ohio State team that's been struggling most of the season, and they get kind of one of their better players, you know, to come back, and then they're facing a team that's kind of notoriously bad in the tournament. I got to that point pretty, pretty like easily by the end of the week, and yeah, I'm I'm happy that we were we were correct on that.
1: <laughs> definitely, definitely correct. Uh, any other individual upsets really uh, stand out to you?
0: Talk a little Jaw, man. job ja was, shoot. yeah. That 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 was that was kind of a moment. We needed that to happen. What um, a
1: star! What just like a star making performance. And it, I, I was bummed it fizzled out. I mean, Florida State just a great team and uh, my Final Four team out of the West. So definitely cool with that. Um, but the, the, gosh, just just to drop a, a triple double. In your first NCAA game, well, your only – you know, I guess your only year of being in the NCAA tournament, um, he was so good for them last year. And he's really laid a claim, especially with how R.J. Barrett played today. Yeah. I am just increasingly believing that he could be the number two pick.
0: Yeah, I mean, I love his dad, like, after the game having the uh, <laughs> what's what's better than one pick because they were asking, you know, the video of him asking him where he should go in the draft yeah. and his dad just, like, what's better than one? And I just love that because that's so, like, NCAA, <laughs> NCAA tournament. But, yeah, man, um, I'm I'm totally for John Morant being in a in a Laker jersey next year, if that's what you're oh, asking.
1: Oh, gosh. <laughs> I've got Donnie, then. You, okay. <laughs>
0: Oh, man, that would
1: be perfect for Showtime Lakers, dude. It would be. It would be fun. It would be fun. And I, listen, I've thought about it for the Knicks, man, because the – the the way that the lottery works now, it's what only a 14% net chance the Knicks will get. Yeah. <laughs> to die on. So not exactly counting my chickens before they hatch there. <laughs> There's still a, a much greater chance. It'll be somewhere else. And man, it would be really fun to see jaw out there. And I know a lot of people locally who have ties to Murray state who have been super excited and, and it's, it's been great for them. I was really hyped that they had that moment, even though it kind of, they were just crushed by Florida state. That's yeah. really a really, really good Florida state team that is honestly performing really well, despite the adversity that they're having with Phil Coker.
0: They've been super impressive, but to, to jaw for just a moment, he kind of feels like a guy that you just want to see in a big market. Oh, for yeah. Whatever reason. I mean, oh, yeah,
1: He's he just, very much as a showman. Very much a showman.
0: It just feels built for that. I would hate to see him get stuck somewhere like Phoenix or, uh, you know, somewhere who's who's not on TV. So like Houston, New York, L.A., somewhere like that I, would would be great for him, and and I think would be great for the NBA too. No, absolutely,
1: absolutely. Yeah, I think that's what. That's about it for all the fun moments we could talk. I mean, Liberty looks like they're going to lose here, which um, good. I was not on board with the Liberty train for uh, some nonstick sports reasons. You Uh, you can
0: do a pretty quick Google search and find out. You can do a pretty quick
1: Google search on why you shouldn't be rooting for Liberty and – (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's just let's we will we'll leave that. It, leave it, is that of, it is
0: kind of ironic that one of the true Cinderella's that we've had in this team, like, is that Liberty team giving that the college basketball world is kind of like under the shadow of the FBI investigation. <laughs> that, and that's and that's the team you get that pulls off one of the upsets in the tournament. That's, that's just how fitting. Right.
1: And also oh. Liberty thing's kind of weird because to kind of relates to FBI, not saying not blaming Liberty of, of cheating or anything, but they that's a program that like is new. Yeah. It's like 10 years old. And they've put a lot of Liberty, if you're not aware, has an extensive online education program, which I think is where they make the majority of their money. And so that's why they have so much money to spend on sports. And they've, they've just started working on f- football, uh, but their basketball program, literally, I think there's a story on, I think it was like the New York times wrote a story like 10 years ago. They just said, let's just drop a a ton of money in a basketball and they built a whole new arena. Their locker rooms look literally just as nice as like Louisville, Kentucky's locker yep. rooms. And um not going to say that. I mean, there's just a lot of money there. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. So like, it's, it was just kind of odd. And, and they've got a lot of talent there that, that had, decent offers so the it shouldn't have been that surprising that upset i just didn't i didn't go for it for for other reasons so
0: yeah i mean in, in hiring art brows isn't exactly a way to endear your yeah university yeah. to the public so exactly, you know, there, exactly. There, there's that too we should we should give a shout out a couple of minutes here to to the lady cards for um well you, not, you not the lady cards hey oh you know. yes oh dear lord I, my bad I, I make sure i can't say that that is a hot button issue in mobile twitter they are no, the
1: and yeah, we you know I've made that mistake a hundred times. So yeah, you know. uh, no, the Cardinals, uh, the the women's basketball team, being led by Asia Durr, who had another tremendous performance today, and they made the sweet the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, Chris and I talked a little bit about it before in the the podcast, and I think we said in a previous podcast, we we can't I we aren't gonna pretend like we're the world's biggest women basketball like analysts and I think just a lot of people kind of do after Louisville loses in the men's tournament, they turn their attention to women and act like they were the the women's team and act like they were huge fans. So we're just not going to be those people. We're very much fans and support. And, um, you know, I haven't been to every game. I I think I, I didn't make it to a game this year, went to a game last year. Um, but shout to the women's basketball team who obviously was all season been the better performing team. And, uh, Jeff Wallace deserves a national championship. I think we can agree with that.
0: Yeah, do you have any uh, hot conspiracy takes on on Louisville being, having UConn as their two seed? And, and, <laughs> and you know, uh, the world is not exactly fond of Jeff Walls. The college women's basketball world isn't. I, I know some of the officials aren't the, his biggest fan. So I did find that kind of funny. Like, that, of course, they give UConn the two seed in that region. That, 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 that did make me laugh.
1: Oh, it, it made me laugh, too. And so did the whole Selection Sunday thing, just in general,
0: that they oh, kind yeah. of really they released the whole bracket, and uh, man, that's. Uh, but it's funny that like ESPN was just kind of like dropped, and they were like, "We're just gonna move it up and do the show." They they were so reactionary about that. They let Twitter like decide that that we're gonna do this, and we just spent. You know, we just talked about how Twitter's not really a reflection of you know the real, real world. Life. And, and I kind of thought that was like, y'all really let Twitter like like. Move up your production time, and, and you mess up people's watch parties and and everything else, and that that's what's going to happen here.
1: Yeah, it's pretty crazy, man. Just just a crazy general thing. I. I- like I, maybe someone got fired for that, man. <laughs> That's just and if that had happened, I mean, I guess it kind of did. The bracket thing happened a few years ago for the men's team. And I was like the greatest thing ever. I thoroughly enjoyed that Twitter day. Yeah. Um, so it was it was interesting to see kind of the reaction, um, and you know, from the people that I that I follow that are super involved in the women's game. Um no, it was, it was, super weird. And, and like, even like Louisville, like you said, they still had their, their watch party. They're still on ESPN, you or whatever. Pretty, pretty wild and pretty fun. And yeah, all the best of the women's team. I think they, if they can get by, um, they can get by Yukon in Albany, which is literally two hours from Hartford, Connecticut. Of course um, it is. It's it was just going to be really tough for them. It's basically an away game. Uh, man, I, it, it would be really great to get, to get something for them. Um, and the the women's final fours in uh, is in Tampa, which I think a lot of Louisville fans would go to. I yeah, I like. mean,
0: there's a, there's a lot of local fans that probably live in that area. So, yeah, yeah, there's a
1: ton of local fans in South Florida and Florida in general. So that would there would that would be fun for the for the women's team, and be great to get another final four. And man, just last season, Jeff Wall's I think it was really. Really blown out of like you just really robbed of an opportunity. And like you said, Chris, like it's it's that's the fun thing about the women's team that I always enjoy reading into is that like Jeff Walls is kinda hated. Like he's not really respected. And um, but any day now, any day now, we'll get another Tim Sullivan article about, about whether Jeff Wall is going to take a Tennessee job. Dude, that so, was my imme-
0: that was my immediate thought <laughs> that, that, that crossed my head today is like if if Louisville wins the national championship, then what article are we going to get that week from Tim Sullivan that's just going to make me scream out loud and laugh. One of his tweets is on my cover photo on Twitter now, which is which is a new wait video. wait wait. What is it? It's um. Mike Trout is to Bryce Harper as Joe Montana is to Joe Namath. And then it's a response to his his tweet that just says too easy. And it's by him and it's it's just very Sully and it's perfect and oh. man, I love it so much. <laughs> oh gosh. We're uh, going to uh, we're going to get Ribetino in in Birmingham, huh?
1: Potentially. I actually just pulled up Jeff Good- Goodman literally just like posted something that was uh, like projecting who could be the uh, the candidate for the the Alabama coach, and you'll get a kick out of this one. His pick, Chris Beard, oh, of the Lord. Texas Tech Red Raiders.
0: Now, would he take that job? That would be a step down.
1: He says, "I'd be surprised if Beard leaves Texas Tech for Alabama, but it's worth a shot. I throw everything I can to try and lure him to Tuscaloosa." Yeah, Make him an offer I can't refuse. He kind of makes – it seems like – I'm just like kind of skimming it. It seems like the underlying theme here is that Alabama has a lot of money that they want to spend on basketball. Yeah. So then he says the second call is Kelvin Sampson. I can't see Kelvin Sampson in Alabama.
0: No, that, see, that, that one would seem a little bit more logical. I couldn't see what? Kelvin Sampson either there, but I could see him leaving. Oh, I could see him leaving, but it, oh, that, I could it see It, him just, leaving, it, but it, I it does see. seem like a weird fit though.
1: Yeah, I I wonder if that's a Thad Mata spot. Maybe not. They, they, people are always saying that Thad mod is pretty okay not coaching anymore. Um,
0: I'm, yeah, I'm seeing it now. The Mick Cronin one's interesting. I could see that. But
1: Rick Pitino, I mean, come on, what about it? Like Rick Pitino yeah. and and Nick Saban in the same university. That's just that's something we need.
0: That's oh, something we need. It, it's crazy because I would imagine how annoyed Rick Bettino would get that Nick Saban is stealing the thunder from his basketball program. Like, you know, midway through the basketball season, <laughs> they're talking about spring football more than they're talking about a, a conference matchup against Vanderbilt. Like <laughs> that, that just would be, would be perfect. I, I will tell you what, there is a, there's a legit outcry from a lot of out, Alabama fans on Twitter and on message boards. And there's a good sizable group of people that want them to make a phone call to Rick Pitino.
1: Good. Good. Because, because I think that's – I think I don't think it's gonna happen in this situation. Just for some weird I don't know. I, I it don't
0: doesn't. Think it doesn't feel like it's
1: the right. It one, doesn't though. feel like it's the right fit. But it is gonna take a fan base like Bama's fan base that is just willing to be like, let's yeah. roll the dice Absolutely. and risk it. It's almost
0: gonna a, have to be like a like a Tennessee yeah. coaching situation where they put pressure on their athletic yes. department to make it, that move.
1: And that's why that's why I was really keen on the UCLA and UNLV you know positions because those are fan bases that have. Have a little bit of money behind him and can uh can kind of push things to be a certain way so if 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 Pitino kind of became the the man the choice of the fan base that uh, he could definitely get his way there
0: we have a few other jobs out west cal just opened up that that one uh, me a little bit good I don't night think.
1: good night sweet sweating prince wiki <laughs> jones uh Mike Rutherford posted an article earlier this year kind of laying out why this year's Cal team was potentially the worst in <laughs> the worst conference team in like history or a yeah. big, big six team. in it, history.
0: It, it, and I, I think they won that week, actually, the week he posted it, because I remember him kind of like making that joke. But yeah,
1: I thoroughly enjoyed that. And th- they were just garbage. Oh, God, they're garbage. But apparently Jason Kidd, the contender there, which would be... Interesting. I I can't see Jason People Kidd in college basketball. Game. I I don't get it. He's not a good coach. He was not good a good long. coach, and he wasn't a good NBA coach. And uh, I don't think he's going to be a good college coach. So <laughs> I've been wrong before about these types of things, but that doesn't seem like a fit. That just seems like you want to make a splashy name. That that's what that seems like to me.
0: Yeah, and then yeah, the other one that comes to mind is Washington State, and you're not going to see Robitino there. I don't no. even
1: think. Texas, Texas A&M also open. I, I don't see that happening, though.
0: But Washington State may be legit the worst, like might be the most difficult college basketball power five job that I can think of. Like, I that's a really difficult position. But yeah. the, the, the Texas A&M one is a little, little more interesting. But uh, I, I'm there with you. UNLV and UCLA still feel so much more perfect.
1: Vanderbilt also available not too far away from Louisville Rick Pitino, you
0: know. Oh, Rick his Pitino. old stomping grounds, Rick yeah. Pitino, Nashville. Uh gets yeah, 100 I, it's, Mike Mike Mars, and they're all the greatest shooters you've ever seen. A chance to
1: play John Calipari twice a year, you yeah. know. It's uh that would be interesting. I don't again don't think I said. I don't know. I've got a feeling he's going to it's going to be another year before he gets a job. Yeah. But I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. I think it's uh, going to be I think it's going to be like a New York school. Maybe a St. John's. Well, man, if St. John's came open, I'd really
0: I- Oh, I would absolutely Not love that. that. I think I think a about year, that one year too early. I think if they would that have missed a the tournament the this year um, and missing it back to back years would be what they need um, to to make that move. But the day that does happen, we're going to have to do like an emergency podcast and just just oh, go on as, as, as long as possible on that, because it, it, it is going to be a very joyous day. A hundred percent. Completely agree.
1: But I, so,
0: I I think that that wraps it up for me, man. Yeah,
1: that that about wraps it up. Uh, uh, the- that, that does it for Louisville Sports kind of talk for the most part this year. I mean, obviously, I think we'll talk women's team, as we mentioned, yeah. uh, but you, you are, I don't think we're huge Cardinal Nine uh, followers. And I don't think you know. <laughs> to- I
0: mean, I think you'll, you may, we may have an episode where we do kind of a deeper dive to some of the FBI, FBI stuff. Because yeah. Because I, I do think that's a, that's an avenue worth going down again what's going to happen for Louisville down the line. Because as much as we want to kind of ignore those things and not, not sure that's quite over. Over, yeah. Um, but yeah,
1: completely agree. <laughs> but I think what's next for us Chris is definitely uh, some more not we're not going to stick to sports man (laughs) and uh, we definitely uh, are interested in uh, you know putting some interviews on the podcast Chris and I kind of a little list of people that we kind of want to talk to so hopefully you'll start to hear those in the in the in the weeks and months ahead because this is going to be the silly season for sure
0: Uh, we have some Matt Bevin and and, and, you know the non-vax vaccine conversation to get yeah man
1: we have that we have a we have a governor's election this year and uh we we we've been talking about that outside of the pod and, and kind of what we want to talk about in relation to that if you have any feedback suggestions comments things you want to see uh, uh just reach one of us on twitter or uh you know you can do that or we have an email address it's uh gabe at what high school dot com dot school excuse me what high dot school that was terrible <laughs> <laughs> I really butchered that. Um, yeah, Gabe at Wood High dot school. And uh, yeah, we'd love to hear some from some people. I know we've both heard from people kind of individually saying what they've enjoyed and stuff like that. So appreciate everyone following us while the sports season's gone on. Um, but I think the next phase of, the, of this kind of operation uh, continues on as uh, as the off season, the silly season goes forward.
0: Uh, I do have a final comment that I'll, I will leave you with, Gabe. Yes, um, please. I I just saw a tweet that kind of pops up to my Twitter account here, and this is a gentleman that is in a South Carolina bar. And he says, during the silence before Zion's last free throw, a man in Kentucky shirt stands up in the bar and yells, you suck, Zion. (laughs) Blue gets in. Blue gets
1: in. (laughs) And we'll we'll have to leave on that note, man. Chris, thanks thanks for doing this again. Always usual go card. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, until next time, we'll talk to you then.